this morning i would like us to look at commandment number eight the eighth commandment now we have considered the first four commandments which deal with our vertical relationship with god and we have been considering the last six from commandment number five which are mostly concerning our horizontal relationship with um, our fellow man and so the commandments are summarized in uh, in the command that jesus christ gives that we are to love the lord our god with our heart soul mind and strength and we are to love our neighbor as ourselves we love the lord our god with our heart soul mind and strength uh, in the first four commandments and we love our neighbor as ourselves in the last six commandments we've been able to see that the commandments are a mirror they're like a mirror we go to the commandments to look at ourselves and see whether we are right with god unfortunately when we go to the commandments we what we see there is an ugly face because we are unable to keep the law of god as we ought we know that <clears throat> uh, we know therefore that the commandments don't grant justification they do not make us right with god if we want to be right with god we don't say let me go to the 10 commandments and try to keep all of them and then god will accept me because unfortunately we are unable to keep the 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 law of god as it ought to be kept but then we've also seen that in spite of that fact that the commandments do not grant justification we go to the commandments to be to be sanctified we look at the law of god which is holy and good and we know the will of god the character of god the nature of god by looking at the commandments and because of that then we are cleansed we know what good is from what evil is now where do we go to for us to be justified yes anto where do we go to for us to be justified we go to the gospel we go to jesus christ we we go to christ and christ cleanses us from our sins he says come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest i am the way the truth and the life no one goes to the father except through me so we go to christ we go to the gospel which is the power of god for our salvation and then uh, uh, after we are cleansed after we are delivered after we are washed we are able now to come to the law of god to know what god requires of us or how god wants us to live turn with me to exodus exodus chapter 20 exodus 20 i'm going to read all the commandments we will consider number 8 and god spoke all these words saying I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth you shall not bow down to them or serve them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain for the lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain remember the sabbath day to keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath to the lord your god on it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or your or, or the sojourner who is within your gate for in six days the lord 
made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. That is the law of God. Now, which is the eighth commandment? Yes? You shall not steal. <clears throat> what other places are we told of the eighth commandment in the scriptures other than Exodus 20 verse 15? Yes, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Mm -hmm. There are two more other places. <clears throat> or at least two more places. Yes? is the law given <clears throat> in what other book do we have the ten commandments Deuteronomy chapter 5 <clears throat> verse 19 you shall not steal Leviticus 19 11 you shall not steal we have the <clears throat> the the exhortation of the apostle Paul in Romans chapter 2 you remember that you who teach others not to steal, do you steal? <clears throat> and he goes, goes ahead to grant those exhortations th there. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what, what is stealing? What would you say stealing is? Taking what does not belong to you? Is there anything, that, anything else that needs to be added to that? Okay, without the intention of returning it. <laughs> without the consent of the owner, unlawfully. <clears throat> In the words of Thomas Watson, stealing is meddling with another man's property. Um, so, so it is the unlawful taking of other people's things. It's laying hands unjustly on that which belongs to others. We have our Baptist catechism and uh, uh, it brilliantly goes through the Ten Commandments and the question is asked, what is required in the Eighth Commandment? The answer is given. The Eighth Commandment requires the lawful procuring and fathering the wealth and outward estate of ourselves and others. And then the next question is asked, what is forbidden in the Eighth Commandment? And the answer is granted, the Eighth Commandment forbiddeth whatsoever doth or may unjustly hinder our own or our neighbor's wealth or outward estate. Now, the Eighth Commandment grants us a plain and simple instruction that we are not to steal. We are not to unlawfully, unjustly take that which belongs to others. We should not 
meddle with other people's properties. Now, I'd like to, to show you three things uh, as regards this commandment. Uh, number one, the reason that people steal or the reason for stealing. Number two, the forms of stealing. And number three, the remedies against stealing. The reasons for stealing, the forms of stealing, and the remedies against stealing. Then you're going to make a few applications uh, out of that. So, so why do you think people steal? Number one, the reasons for stealing. Why do you think people steal? If you've ever stolen, why did you steal? <laughs> Greed. People steal because they are greedy. That's, that's the first reason why people steal. Thieves have this immoderate desire of getting things. They are not content with what they have. They will, they will take other people's things so long as they feel that those, those things are better than what they have. And so because of the greed, they are, they are steered to taking other people's things. At the root of this is covetousness. Extreme greed for material wealth. An insatiable desire for wealth, which will cause a man to do many evils, including breaking this eighth commandment. Go with me to Ephesians. This book that we've been considering in our morning sermons, Ephesians chapter 4. And we will consider this verse in our morning sermon, verse 19. So, so let's, let's just read it from verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality. Then look at that, that uh, phrase there. Greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Stealing is among those kinds of impurities that are, that are uh, uh, referred to there. And we know that stealing is part of it because why? Look at verse 28. It says what? Let the thief no longer steal. That's part of the impurities that the Gentiles have. And so people steal because they are greedy. Because they're not content with what they have. Because they have this extreme uh, 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 insatiable greed, desire for material wealth. Why else do people steal? Yes? Okay. Poverty. <laughs> you don't seem to be to be confident. <laughs> it's true. People steal because they are they are poor. But usually, generally speaking, what is at the heart of poverty? Laziness. People steal because they are lazy. At the heart of stealing is a lazy disposition. And so, again, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, we read, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing what? Doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. The assumption there is that the thief does not want to labor with his own hands. He does not want to do honest work. And therefore, he steals. And so, the Christian is told, let the thief no longer steal. If you are a thief before you are a Christian, now that you are a Christian, do not, do not steal. Do honest work. Because thieves don't want to do honest work. They are lazy. They, they want to get money easily. Or they want to get things easily. Among the things that laziness produces... Uh, is theft. 
theft. Stealing is not lacking among those things that laziness produces. So when the Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, you're being told, do not be lazy. Because when you're lazy, you will be a thief. You will steal. Okay. What, what, what other reason makes people to steal? We've had a good start. Let's keep it up. What other reason do people steal? Or makes people steal? Yes. They lack bread. Okay. Poverty, laziness. Yeah. People steal because they have unbelief. People steal because of unbelief. They do not trust in the providence of God. They disbelieve whether God can provide for them or not. And therefore, they go ahead to provide for themselves. And so, this is not the providing of oneself that is lawful and God-honoring. Unfortunately, it will be at other people's expense. Other, others will suffer at the hands of a thief, so that the thief may eat. Their unbelief causes them to despair when they lack. So then, they go ahead and take other people's things. They go ahead and steal. Let's read Psalm 78. In Psalm 78 and verse 19 um, if you read from verse 17, you'll see of these rebellious people. It says, Yet they sinned more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. Now, do you know who is being described here? The Israelites. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? There is this distrust against God which makes someone steal. Which makes one want to, to, to have things their own way. To steal from others. And then, let me, let me give you a final reason why people steal. People steal because of Satan's enticement. In John chapter 12, verse 6, we, re we, we read that Judas was a thief. And we are also told that Satan enticed and entered into him. So Satan is the chief of thieves. He is the uh, <coughs> master robber. And therefore he seeks to persuade others to be like him. Among the, that sat the things that Satan is, is... A thief and because of it then he wants others to be like him and therefore persuades others to uh, uh, to steal from from others the evil one gets to people and convinces them that what they have is not enough you see, and Satan Satan feeds off of those you know the remaining sin that is in us convincing us that God has not given us enough and this is what Satan does to Eve. He gets to Eve and convinces Eve that God does not, God, God does not intend good for her. And that's what he does to, to us and therefore causing us to steal. He convinces that we need more. 
And because his remedies are evil, what do we default to? We default to stealing. Stealing other people's property. So people steal because they are greedy. People steal because they have unbelief. People steal because they are lazy. And people steal because um, Satan entices them. Because of Satan's enticement. Is there any other reason that you may think why people steal? So that's, <clears throat> that's the first thing that I'd like us to consider as we think about this command not to steal. The second thing is the forms of stealing. So when we're told not to steal, what are we being told not to do? What are the uh, several forms, kinds, or various types of stealing? I'd like us to consider a few. The first one is stealing from oneself. People steal from themselves. And how does stealing from oneself look like? When one refrains from taking that which is needful, he's stealing from himself. That which is needful for you, when you don't take it, you're stealing from yourself. We fail to take that which God allows us to take, and because of that, then we rob ourselves. And in that way, then we are thieves. We steal from ourselves. When one misuses his money, they are stealing from themselves. That which would have made you rich, all goes away when it is misused. And because you do not take care of it, it goes away. You become poor. Not because someone else took it from you, but because you stole it from yourself. Like the prodigal son who takes his inheritance and goes away and squanders it. When one misuses his time, when you do not make good use of time, you steal. You are a thief. You steal from yourself. You steal from yourself the most valuable commodity in the whole world. Time. You know, leave alone money and, and all those things. All those things are not possible. You, it's not possible for you to have those things if there's no time. And when you waste time, you steal from yourself. Time is a rich commodity. They say that time is time is money. And so if you waste time, you steal from yourself. But it's not only that time is misused, um, uh, the way money is wasted. So, so that the, the, the time that is misused does not only cost you money. What else does it cost you? If you waste your time, you lose money. But what else does wasting time cost you? It costs us eternity. It costs the unbeliever life eternal. God shows his mercies to sinners by giving them time. You realize that, eh? God grants new mercies every morning. So when they waste that time, they are stealing from themselves. And they will not escape the wrath of God. Because God, God gives them time. And then they steal it from themselves. They misuse it. And then it's not only that... Uh, one form of stealing is stealing from ourselves. What's, what's the other form of stealing? Apart from stealing, stealing from ourselves. We steal from others. Yes. Obvious things. This commandment is just plain. We steal from others. How does stealing from others look like? Now we recently have the, the whole issue with the false prophets. Deceiving people. Um, breaking the sixth commandment, murdering, um, 
And so when the false teachers deceive others into believing their lies, they steal from them the truth. <coughs> they are thieves. One of the ways that we should look or view the false teachers is that they are thieves. They are wolves that come or masquerade in sheep's clothing. They deceive others. They steal the truth from others. They will not open the scriptures and tell people, thus says God. They will wake up and say, God told me this and that. I saw this vision. I dreamt this. I heard this voice. And therefore mislead others. And because of that, they steal. They commit um, thievery. They break the eighth commandment. Uh, let's bring this back home a bit. When the thief steals in the streets or by the roadside, in the house, they are stealing from others, right? Taking from others money or goods. They steal from others. The servant who steals his employer's goods or gives false information about sales, hence stealing money or his employer's time by going, going late to work or leaving work earlier than he should. He's stealing. We read in Proverbs 11 verse 1 that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. We read in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 23 that unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord and false scales are not good. So when, when an employee or a servant uh, deceives his master about the sales that he's made, they are stealing from them. And, and God hates it. It's an abomination to him. Now consider the employer who refuses to pay his employees or disregards the contract and has employees working more than they should. Overtime. What we call overtime. And they don't pay them for overtime. They steal from them. They steal time from them. The student who goes to class late. Yeah? Students, student guys. If you go to class late, you are a thief. You steal. You disregard the authority of the lecturer or the, the teacher. By going in and out of class, you steal their time. You, know, you get into the exam room with the aim of using wrongful ways to pass your exams. You steal. This is what stealing looks like. The pastor who steals church money or makes wrongful use of church funds. And that's where we are. You know, we, are we are in temptation. You know, who steals from the flock by making them starve due to failure to feed them. So it's not only that the pastor can steal from you your money, it's also that the pastor can steal from you food, the food that God has given for you. And so you have pastors stealing from the flock of God by making them starve because they do not feed them. They fail to feed them. In other words, the pastor who does not labor with the text so as to feed God's people. And hence, stealing their salary. Stealing that money from God's people. The members of a church who fail to give by serving others in the church while they themselves are being served. Hmm? If you do not serve others, you are a thief. Others are serving you, you are not serving them. The members of a church who fail to give uh, uh, financially out of what God has blessed them with. Fail to give faithfully from what God has given them. Going against their own professions and vows. You know, when we gather for, for our AGMs, we, we say we are going to service the budget like this. We all raise our hands, approve the budget. And then when we fail to give, we are stealing from the budget. 
the borrower who borrows money or books or anything else without the intention of giving them back you know it's possible eh? to ask someone someone for money and then say ah that one is very rich they don't need the thousand bob that they gave me that's stealing thomas watson in his book the ten commandments says the last sort of theft is the receiver of stolen goods so i thought instead of giving this to you as as a point i'll just read for you this quote the receiver if he be not the principal yet is accessory to the theft and the law makes him guilty the thief steals the money and the receiver holds the sack to put it in the root would die if it were not watered and thieving would cease if it were not encouraged by the receiver i am apt to think that he who does not scruple to take stolen goods into his house will does little scruple to have stolen them himself the point there is other people steal by collaborating with the thieves you know those people that uh, you know this this person has gone to steal but you're there to help them get away with the motorbike I remember there's a time when my wife and I were were walking uh and then we had two people come from uh, I don't know out of nowhere they 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 came one of them got out of the motorbike with a gun they told us to give them everything that we we had we gave it to them they ran back jumped on the motorbike and off they went the person who who was riding the motorbike was as much the a thief as the one who stole from us and so we are not to we are not to be receivers of stolen goods is there any question or comment so you still yeah yeah think with that then you have to look at each case uh, separately it should be a case by case kind of analysis but generally speaking if you you are employed and you have employees for example coming to work late or leaving early uh, when they shouldn't you ask them right you ask them why why did you come late you're not their supervisor but you work together or why why do you have to leave earlier and then after you know the reason you know what action to take you might realize that they they have a genuine reason why they have to go to they have to go home early or they come late um you might realize that they care they they could care less they just come late because nobody cares and that's and that's then when you take action i don't know what action is taken in every field but i assume that there is an action to be taken there is there is a supervisor who should be who ensures that everyone comes to work when they should um there is a lecturer who should be watching uh when when people are doing their exams right so, so 
it's a case by case uh kind of uh thing but then you can you can do those general things like knowing uh of course they they there's no way of of you can't ask someone why are you why are you stealing like why are you stealing the exam there's no good reason for such a thing right i mean if someone is hacking someone else uh and there's no good reason for that you you report that to the authorities that's how i think of it is there anyone that has any more comment to add okay so we have stealing from ourselves these are the forms of stealing then stealing from others and then lastly there is stealing from god stealing from god and how does stealing from god look look like there are a couple of ways that we may we may be found stealing from god when we when we do not pay regard to god in all the ways that he requires we are stealing from him when we don't pay regard to god in all the ways that he requires we are stealing from him consider with me that god requires us to remember the sabbath day to keep it holy the fourth commandment when we do not pay regard to the lord's day and we do it it as we please we are stealing from god and we are not only committing spiritual adultery we are also committing spiritual theft when we do not offer to god the worship that is due him not only on the lord's day on sundays but all the days of our lives what is that apart from stealing from god we steal from him we are not giving him that which is due him now the non-christian steals from god breath when he continues to breathe god's air but refuses to bend his knee to god in christ they are stealing god's breath and and do they think they will get away with it the wrath of god will come upon them and so we are to be careful with this thing because it's not only that we are prone to steal from ourselves from and from others it's also that we have the capacity to steal from god that which is due him now so far i'm hoping before i give the last point that you are realizing that you are a thief right so so that stealing is not we are not to think of stealing as only as that taking from others uh what belongs to them we are to think of stealing as stealing from ourselves and stealing from god Is there any question or comment before we move on to the the third and final point? Failure to give that energy, that commitment uh, to God and to your employer is still. 
Yeah. A pastor who is not faithfully preparing himself to feed God's people is not only stealing from them, he's also stealing from his employer, from God. So when we don't give ourselves to the work that we are doing, we steal. The stay-at-home mom who does not quite work is stealing. Stealing from themselves, stealing from others, and stealing from God. Any, any, anything else before we consider the remedies? Remedies against stealing. What should we do in order to avoid stealing? I'll give you two things. Number one, be content with what you have. Be content with what you have. God has given you that which you have. For you not to be a thief, you should be content with what God has given you. Contentment in God's gifts will keep us from having an eye for that which is not ours. Listen to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. A content heart sounds like this. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 8 to 9. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. That's how a content heart sounds. We want God to give us that which is enough for us. When we are content, we are kept from stealing. We are kept from having an eye for that which is not ours. We are preserved. Godliness with contentment is great gain. But when we are not content, we become thieves. As we saw in the first point. Number two, Work hard. Work hard. Work with your own hands. Keep away from laziness. Now, we do not want to be accused of overworking, right? We don't want people to accuse us that we are overworking, but we also don't want to be accused of not working at all. Work hard. Be a hard worker. And this is remedy against stealing. Do not be idle. Don't be idle, because as Thomas Watson says, an idle person tempts the devil to tempt him. When you're lazy, you're prone to start stealing. You're tempting the devil to tempt you. Work hard. Be a hard worker. We read in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 13, Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. And you can hear that language there of hard work. Hard work. You'll not be tempted to steal when you work hard. Again, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. The thief should no longer steal. What should they do? They should labor, doing honest work. They should work hard. With their own hands. When you work hard, you do not only have something for yourself, you have something for others. That's what it says there. So that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So, this commandment requires us to work hard. To be faithful, to to do diligently that which God has given us. 
as, as we read there in Ecclesiastes, to work with our own hands. Like whatever we find to do, to do with, with our might. To do everything as unto the Lord. To indeed work hard. Work hard. Let me make two applications. Number one, the obvious application is the commandment itself. Do not steal. Do not steal because the society hates thieves. If you are caught by the mob, they will give you justice. So do not steal because the society hates thieves. Do not steal because the thief will always be in fear. The thief will always be guilty. Now there's a point that reaches when consciences are seared, but thieves are always in fear. Do not steal because it's not only that the society hates thieves, God hates thieves. And because God hates thieves, he will punish them eternally. He'll punish them eternally. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 9, we read. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. God hates thieves and is going to punish them eternally. Think about it in this way. Thieves rob others, things here on earth, and at the same time, they rob themselves of eternity. So that when, when the thief is stealing from others, he is also stealing from himself. Because he robs himself eternity with God. Stealing is, is peculiar like that. It's peculiar in the sense that while one is acquiring something for himself by stealing, they are also stealing something from themselves. And the irony of it is that the thing that they are stealing from themselves is more valuable than the thing which they are stealing from others. What they are stealing from themselves is eternal. The thing that they are stealing from others is temporal. Number two, lastly, the ultimate remedy for us who have broken the law of God is to run to Jesus Christ. The ultimate remedy for us who have broken the law of God is to run to Jesus Christ. Yes, we ought to refrain from stealing. We ought to stay away from stealing. Unfortunately, living in a fallen world, being sinful people, in one way or another, we will steal. In one way or another, we have stolen. And so, as we fight with, with thievery, we run to Jesus Christ. He alone is able to cleanse us. We cannot fight with it enough, like he has fought with every sin. So we go to Jesus Christ who perfectly kept the law of God. He never stole anything from anyone. He was the perfect human. So we go to him, we run to him because he has the remedy. Jesus is the remedy. We go to him. He is able to cleanse us from our thievery. The things that we've stolen from others, God is able to cleanse us from it through the blood of Jesus Christ. Is there any question or comment? I'd like to end it there.
so the eighth commandment is you shall not steal let's let's pray our heavenly father we come to you in jesus name we come confessing that we have we have stolen in one way or another we have been thieves we ask that you may forgive us of this sin we ask that you may help us to run to christ to be justified in him and to cling to christ to look unto him to be helped to keep away from stealing we pray that you may help us see the the dire consequences of stealing that in the end when we steal we steal from ourselves grant to oh lord that you would be glorified by having us work hard help us to be like the ant which works hard which rises early in the morning help us to be faithful with what you've given us to do it with might to do it as unto Christ help us to be content because godliness with contentment is great gain help us to be content that we may be content when we lack we may be content when we have so that we may be kept from this sin of stealing please grant that this law would over and over and over again point us to the lord jesus christ who alone has kept it perfectly and therefore satisfied their the righteous demands of it help us to look to him hear our prayer for we ask in jesus name amen